Welcome back to the latest installment of My Father Before Me. I'm your host, Brendan Sem. Joining me, as usual, is my dad. How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? I'm also doing wonderful. What film are we going to be discussing this week? Well, let me just build it up a little bit and say a monster planet destroys everything in its path while Optimus Prime and Megatron battle to the death. Oh, wow. (laughs) That sounds pretty epic. (laughs) I know. It's getting real. Yes, this is... uh, We're talking Transformers the movie, um, the animated movie, even though at the time that was the only way we could get Transformers. But I think it was... You know, IMDb says 86. Uh, One place I thought I heard 87. But yeah, it was right around that time when we had our animated movie for uh, Transformers. Um, incidentally, it was also about that time we had an animated movie for G.I. Joe, but uh, uh, that's maybe a different episode if we can ever find that one. Oh, geez. Uh, but this, uh, this animated movie was, um, well, what we, what we got to see here is a, uh, it could be seen to be an hour and 24 minute commercial for the new toys. <laughs> yeah yeah that's basically what it felt like there was a lack of a story pretty much everything seemed kind of just thrown in there oh. it definitely is and it is um you know i think i saw some stories that there were some rewrites and all kinds of you know it wasn't like i say it wasn't necessarily designed as a feature film as much as it actually did occur between season one and season two. And that was the whole point of it was they were killing off um, the, uh, you know, some of the season one characters and bringing in new, new season two characters in order to, you know, have some fancy new toys and and make kids like me want to buy them. Uh, You know, I I do know that um, I think it's the writer had a quote as saying uh, one of the worst things he ever did one one of his worst decisions ever was killing off Optimus Prime. Oh, <laughs> because uh, speaking of spoiler alerts, I guess. But uh, <laughs> he uh, um, uh, has got so much flack for that. And you know, maybe we could just kind of talk about it a little bit because I don't know if we'll ever do it. But the GI Joe movie came out about the same time, and the main character in GI Joe, which you're not as familiar with, is Duke. He's the guy in charge, right? And you you might remember that name from the. Uh, the live action movies they tried to reboot. Yeah, but, as bad uh, as those were. <laughs> but at the time, uh, he gets, <laughs> and this is going to sound great, but he gets stabbed in the heart with a snake. Um, <laughs> what? And they were going to kill him off, too. Uh, but there was such a backlash over Optimus Prime dying that they changed it so that he was just in a coma oh. <laughs> stabbed in the heart with a snake. So, so there is a, it's a big thing that, uh, 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 Optimus Prime was killed. It, it it hurt a lot of people, I guess. So. Well, yeah, he's like the guy. <laughs> you know, I mean, typically when you kill off the main character, it doesn't go well. I mean, you know, Game of Thrones notwithstanding, they were ahead of their time. But like I say, I mean, again, it's it's fun to think that maybe they were trying to be very subversive and and shock you. But no, it was because probably because they uh, Optimus was an expensive toy to make. Oh, you know, really? I'm sure, I'm sure that's what it was. Uh, but for some reason, yeah, they wanted to, uh, they had to kill him off. But uh, yeah. So the Transformers cartoon, I mean, really, this is, uh, you know, more about the cartoon than this movie because the cartoon was such a thing, right? We watched all the episodes. And at that time, it was week to week on the Saturday mornings. You know, uh, maybe I can't remember if there was reruns in syndication at that time. 
Uh, but it was definitely a, you know, every week there was the new Transformers cartoon that we'd watch, you know, and um, this was a big deal for us kids at the time. You know, like I say, it was theatrical release and some big name actors in there. Um, besides the the, um, the ones that we know now, you know, Peter Cullen uh, uh, and that sort of thing um, that do the, uh, have done the voice of the, uh, the guys forever. But uh or no, maybe not Peter Cullen. Who am I thinking of? Uh, now I can't think of his name. Welker? No, there. Yeah, there's Peter Cullen, voice of Optimus oh. Prime. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he. I mean, he has been a voice actor that you hear in a lot of things. Um, yeah. There you go. Scatman Carruthers. Is that the guy from The Shining? Yes, it is. <laughs> yep. That's our. That's our guy. Gets uh, hit with the axe in The Shining. Uh, this, incidentally, it was his last film, Transformers was. Oh, really? Yes. Interesting. Uh, so it was his last film and um, less impactful to you, maybe, but it was Orson Welles' last film as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a weird, <laughs> him being Unicron, that was kind of weird. It, it's, uh, he's come out and said some things that he and he enjoyed doing it, but he told people, yeah, I, I'm a big toy that eats littler toys. <laughs> when people asked him about the movies, but yeah, uh, yeah, that was definitely weird. Was this so you you mentioned obviously the the cartoon was this like the kind of thing that they had bothered to like sort of build up to, or was it just like a completely random like oh now there's this giant thing that eats planets whole? I don't recall that much build up to this in the um you know the season finale or anything like that i mean like i said i, I kind of i thought about trying to go back and find those for the for this uh discussion but i didn't get around to doing it but uh i don't recall that too much i recall that this was a one-off and you know we kind of talk about the uh you know maybe one of our complaints with the Mandalorian and book of Boba Fett is how there is some pretty major Mandalorian stuff in the book of Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah. Well here, you know, there's some pretty major stuff that happens in a movie. And if you just go from season one finale to season two premiere, you're very confused. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rodimus prime, whoever that comes from. Yeah. I'm sure that's a bit of a shock. Although I will say his car is pretty cool. Well, yeah. His car is pretty cool. <laughs> it, it looks exactly like cars in the day. Well, this movie uh, so the Transformers movie, although uh, released in 86, um, was set in 2005. So they were looking at future. They're trying to predict what cars would look like in the future based off of what we had in 1986. Yeah. I well. think Rodimus, you know, he, he looks very simil- familiar uh, when you think of it like a DeLorean or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I will say, he does sort of fit, like, if you think of, like, Too Fast, Too Furious, the sort of cars they were driving, the sports cars. Um, this, this was, so, I had no idea. I've never seen, you know, the old Transformers cartoon, or at least if I had, I didn't remember it. I didn't realize that there, like, so, so I guess what I should say is, all of my knowledge comes from the Michael Bay movies. Yes. Um where Cybertron is destroyed. <laughs> was Cybertron like a huge part of the of the animated show? I remember a lot of Cybertron talk and I I do feel like I remember them going back and forth a little bit and I can't remember going back to it. Um there might even be whole seasons where they're back on Cybertron and stuff, but uh yeah, I mean as in the um yeah, in the animated show it was there. There was always a back and forth there. Um 
I, I, in, in my head, I'm kind of remembering the, the first episode and I think it was that they were on some kind of a, it was just the Autobots and the Decepticons in a battle and they ended up accidentally flying to earth, you know, or something like that. Right. So Cybertron wasn't destroyed or anything like that. It, it was always a thing, uh, that they were fighting for who was in control of it, but. Okay. And so then my next question <laughs> The, uh, oh, what's it called? The Matrix of Leadership. <laughs> was that something that they had talked about in the show? Or did they just add that into this because they were like, we need a MacGuffin? <laughs> I, and that's, and I think that I've seen some things specific in the, um, in the little, uh, uh, videos and stuff that I've watched in preparation for this is that they did, that was just something they pulled out here. Now, of course, after this, they took the idea and ran with it, you know, because when you're writing, 20 some episodes of cartoons every season or whatever. You just do whatever you can, you know, and stuff. <laughs> sure. So I'm sure that that came up quite a bit after that. I don't recall anything like that. They just kind of made it up because they needed something that could be passed on. Yeah. I know they said, uh, in initial rights of the movie, it was uh, very confusing that, uh, Optimus was dying and was it, was it taking out his heart or so, you know, and there's a lot of confusion there. So yeah, they, they had to do some rewrites on this in order to get it right. Um, but yeah, that, that kind of stuff, it's one of those things where, you know, when we think about, um, we think about community, um, Abed always said seven seasons in a movie, right? And that was what it was, whatever your story in the cartoon or in the show was, um, the, uh, movie had to introduce new things because it had to be something big and epic, right? And that's what they're doing here. Of course, they're killing people off. They're introducing people. They've got some big name actors doing voices, um, but yeah, they introduced a lot of stuff here. I mean, like for example, the the junk planet I don't think didn't exist. Oh right, and the, With the uh, Australians, yeah, <laughs> and that and the um, oh the Sharkticons were a big toy after this. That one planet, yeah, where they had the sharks. Those shark things eating the, eating the other robots. Yeah, but. with Hot Rod and that other yes. guy whose name I can't remember now. Was that Ultra Magnus? Uh, no, no, Ultra Magnus was a guy who took over and failed oh, yeah. as the leader. It was, um, oh boy, it was, keep on rolling there. I don't remember who, it wasn't Inferno. No, he was... Um, but he was the old guy, Rick Gar. No, Eric Idle. Eric Idle, yeah, of course, was the uh, cliff jumper. No, that's Casey Kasem. Uh, jeez, there's a lot of guys. There's a <laughs> lot noticed. of names. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember now. But anyways, yeah, it was. Um, there was a there's quite a few in there, and a lot of them are uh, ones that you you uh, recognize from the cartoons. In fact, some of the ones, well, like this one here. This dude here that's getting killed, uh, he was was a a big one in the um, cartoon. I remember him, and he gets shot off. And the uh, ambulance guy here getting shot, uh, you know, in the beginning of things. This is a great podcast, but. (laughs) So they, you know, they they had the. um, They killed off some of them. And of course, then they always had the good ones in there. Like they had. my favorite was always uh, Soundwave and his Autobot counterpart that had the little guys. Oh yeah, popped out of him, you know, little tape deck and stuff, which I know means nothing to anybody nowadays because there's no tape decks. But uh, you know, that was a big one uh, that uh, was quite a thing. And when they when they finally introduced him as some weird 
bot thing in the Michael Bay movies, that was kind of a, a disappointment. But Oh, it's this guy. This guy right here. Um, oh, I was hoping it would say who the... <laughs> they don't want to say his name. <laughs> is it, it's not Cup, is it? Is it um, no, I can't remember now. Um, but yeah, and they introduced... Now, incidentally, while you're looking that up, the uh, um, RC is in here. That oh, is the, the first woman? time we had a girl Transformer. And the reason that it was introduced in the movie is because it was either the director or the writer. His daughter really liked Transformers, and, and you know he wanted to put a girl one in there. Now, incidentally, R.C. didn't make it into the uh, show at all Oh, uh, for, it... for at least a couple seasons after that. It took her a while before they finally brought her into the show even. Uh, but, of course, we've seen her in the um, – she's been in the Michael Bay movies and stuff, or the, yes. or the recent movies and stuff, but uh, – yeah, having a, f- a female uh, Transformer was a big thing for the show. <laughs> yes, yeah, I do remember. I did watch the first and second of the Michael Bay Transformers after this to try and remind myself of anything. Because <laughs> I was never really that big into the Transformers. Right, well, see, that's the thing. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, you it, looked it up there. Sergeant yeah, Cup. Yeah, he was the, the one. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was the old guy uh, that uh, earns respect for the young leader. Yeah, with the cool stories. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, so these, and, and that's why you, you guys think back to, uh, when, you know, Lucas and I were at the first Transformers movie that came out and Optimus comes driving up and he's, and he's doing his transforming and they use the sound from this cartoon, you know, I mean that, that kind of stuff. And then the voice was, I, I believe, I'm pretty sure it was Peter Cullen was the voice in the, uh, uh, Michael Bay movies too. I mean that that all just um mm-hmm. yeah I mean that 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 just brought back so much for us and that's why you know at the time we kind of had a love for those things but when I can just I can just remember in my head the first time we're at the theaters with the Michael Bay movie and you see um uh Optimus drive up and the and the transforming noise you know and stuff that they it, it's just a huge it's it was a big deal to us. So. Oh, he does the voice for Eeyore too. Oh yeah, yeah, he is a big voice actor, and I've seen him in some things. There was a uh, there was a um, my wife and I were watching a, a Buddy versus Duff a cake competition thing, and there was oh. one where they're doing Transformers cakes, and and him and uh, uh, the guy who was the voice of uh, Megatron uh, were the. Uh, Frank Welker. Welker, yeah. Now he has done it. Obviously, he's Shaggy, but he oh. has done a ton of stuff. But they were they were the guests on the um, uh, for that episode with the, the Transformers cakes. But interesting. <laughs> but yeah, that dude. He's been he's been a, a voice actor forever. So, oh, Fred Jones mm-hmm. from Scooby Doo too. Um, so on Megatron, yes. So he gets. Just completely destroyed by uh, the Autobots, right? Right. Well, Optimus kicked his butt, yeah. Yeah, because he has to. We'll come back to Optimus in that fight <laughs> in a minute, because I have some questions there, too. But so Megatron gets his butt kicked, and then they're flying back to Cybertron or whatever, and he gets kicked out into space because everybody's evil, mm-hmm. and he's dead weight. And so he just gets picked up by Unicron? Like, how does that happen? Does does he, like, like how do they find him? Or how does he find him, I suppose? It's either a, an amazing coincidence or Unicron's been looking for him. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah. See, that's the thing. If you're a... 
Now, according to Unicron, it's the matrix of leadership is the only thing that can stop him. Well, I, I imagine if you, you know, pull up and eat the planet, it's fine. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. But for some think. reason, he, yes, he needs uh, Megatron to become Galvatron so that he has like a, a, a force of people who can go in and, and get this matrix or whatever. That's all of a sudden a thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. So, yeah, but and it, of course, it uh, Leonard Nimoy takes over as the voice. He didn't do the voice in the. Uh, season two i'll tell you that right now oh i didn't even realize the voice changed i'm not gonna yeah no well frank welker you know he he obviously you see he's he's the voice of a lot of guys um but yeah so they when galvatron comes on of course we get leonard nimoy and you can because you're listening to it and because i know the voice of megatron so well you can hear it you know you you can you can definitely tell um, the voice change there, but, uh, yeah. And, and then of course we're introducing the new toys, of course, because we had, <laughs> right. Um, Galvatron and, uh, and see, I don't even know the, the names of the other new ones. He, he took some guys that were dead and reprogrammed <laughs> them as well. Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was all weird. <laughs> Scourge. I think that was a new one, wasn't it? It sounds right. Yeah. Which there's one of those I know that I heard that they actually never brought back. Uh, I mean, there is definitely scenes where um, they were they were saying in a couple of videos that there's there's Autobots that get killed in the opening scene, you know, in that escape or whatever. And then for some reason at the end, they're standing in the crowd cheering, you know, and stuff because oh. they don't care. Right? <laughs> right. You know, it's we got to our animators need to draw some Autobots. So, <laughs> yeah, here's one we used to have. Oops, I forgot he died. But yeah. OK, so um, and then back to Optimus Prime. Yes. So the Matrix of Leadership gets taken out of him and he dies Uh and all of the paint from him fades. Well, he's a ghost. What? Like I was like, why does why is he gray? <laughs> he's just he just got so sad. Is that just like the universe? They didn't know how to show he was dead. Otherwise, yeah, like, that, that, that's that visual representation. Let's show if, you know none of the other ones that turn turned gray when they died. They just <laughs> they just had weird shading on him and stuff. But uh, yeah, uh, they had to, and and that is specifically called out too that they had to. People were were confused when they took the thing out, whether he was dead or is he, what happened to him. You know, <laughs> of course, and that was also because nobody thought we would kill off Optimus Prime. You know, yeah. But uh, did they ever bring him back, or was he just dead for the rest of the cartoon? I don't recall. I'm I'm awful sure he came back. You know, I, I'm I'm pretty sure he came back at the very least. You know, we get to uh, Beast Wars and we got Optimus Primal. Oh know, yes, so. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, in my head, I feel like there was some way he came back, but I can't remember. You know, it's been, I mean, obviously, like I said, I, I didn't go back and watch any of these, but it was a long time. They, they let him, they let him die for a little while because they had to sell the toys. And sure. I, and my guess is, is that when he did come back, he was different enough that it was a new model that you had to buy. Right. right? So, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it, so when they're on Earth, and they have Autobot City, that had to have been like a super expensive toy you could buy, right? Just a massive like plaything that transforms. Actually, I, I think they specifically said that Autobot City and um, 
Unicron, they had prototypes, but they never released them. Oh, <laughs> what I'm a pretty waste. sure. I, I'm pretty sure I, I specifically remember that. But yeah, <laughs> why well, even make the movie uh, then if you're not going to at least make the bad guy? Well, you got to make all the cheap ones because those are the ones that sell. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, I can't believe that. I would think that that would be like a really cool thing to have, yeah. just like this massive city. Well, and I don't even remember. You know, I think of, uh, and again, I think of GI Joe and and buying the. Uh, the jets for for Joe to drive to fly around in and stuff. You know, they didn't even have like the spaceships that they were flying on. And of course, some of them were actually, um, you know, uh, like the the train one or uh, Astro Train. Oh, what a great uh, name! Yeah, turns into a train that can fly. I don't know. But... Oh yeah, that was so <laughs> but, stupid. But the best part about that was is Astro Train Astro Train tells them we got to get rid of the dead weight. They're in space. Weight doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's such a good point yes i forgot i didn't even think of that yeah um well and then uh, i i don't know this <laughs> this was so weird it was a commercial it was a it was bring in some big name actors you know we got uh uh of course we talked about uh um orson wells and orson wells uh it was uh they said that he was having such trouble his health was getting so bad I feel like, and I, you know, this is morbid, but I think they just propped him up to finish up the movie or something. But his health was getting so bad that that's why they gave Unicron the voice, uh, that modulated voice, oh, just right. so that they could make it sound like he's somebody talking. <laughs> he had such trouble with his lines, which is sad. Yeah. But yeah, uh, but this was his last one, and and Scatman, uh, his last movie. Of course, we had Eric Idle. Uh, being the guy who just talks in uh, commercials. Oh, that was him. <laughs> yes, the the uh, Monty Python fame, of course. Uh, um, we had uh, a young um, Judd Nelson. Which what would this have been before or after Breakfast Club? Um. So yeah, that that uh, Breakfast Club was eighty five. Yeah. So it was after that a little bit. So he had he had a little bit of cred there from that uh, uh, brat pack or whatever, but. Uh, <laughs> Um, oh, yeah. man. Okay, so I did have one other thing. Um, This movie, at least, and again, this is, you know, coming from my view of only seeing the Michael Bay movies, this this movie made it seem like Bumblebee was just, like, along for the ride. Like, was yeah. he, did he have a big part in, in the things? And, like... Bumblebee didn't really become a thing until later. Now, I will say that there were some cartoons that when they tried to reboot... Um, when they tried to reboot Transformers, and this would have been when you guys were were younger, might have been before the Michael Bay thing. Um, and I tried to make you watch them, but nobody was interested. Um, <laughs> Can't imagine why. There might have been some cartoons out where Bumblebee became more of a fixture, right? But yeah, in now, and I will say he's in. Uh, he he is involved a lot in the cartoons. I remember some episodes that were kind of specific with him, even in the original ones. Um, so. But yeah, in this movie, he wasn't much. He definitely wasn't what uh, he definitely wasn't one that you would pick out and say, "Oh, we're gonna do a whole movie just about him." Right? You know, it was mostly just. Was it just like was was it basically was the TV show basically just Optimus versus Megatron the whole time? Pretty much, there were, and see, that's the thing. I don't remember a lot of the humans, <laughs> but, but they, you know, Spike sure played a pretty important part. And his dad, yeah. we got the only S bomb in Transformers history. So there you go. But yeah, that came out of nowhere. 
Well, I guess if you're getting eaten by a, by a planet, you might. <laughs> yeah, you fair. might have some choice words. Uh, so then, okay, I forgot about Spike, but he's like a 12 year old kid who could just, you know, perfectly utilize this. Uh, uh, what would you, like an exoskeleton? Yeah, he had it down. <laughs> well, obviously the technology is just that cool. All it does is it connects to him somehow. But I mean, his arms wouldn't even work the way that that suit was. I don't, I don't know how that thing worked. <laughs> yeah, he was too tiny. And then, so when when they're trying to get him to transform, you would think that it's just like a button to press. But they're like, you gotta believe. <laughs> That's what I mean. Believe. Obviously, it's in it's in your heart. No, it, it, so what I'm guessing is they put this suit on a 12 year old kid that at some point has some kind of weird implants poking into him all over the place in order to read his brain waves or something it's jacked into him like yeah. a matrix it's stuck into him into his heart or something so that he can believe but oh man so yeah i will say apart from megatron and and optimus prime the only people the only other person who i felt like really played an important role obviously apart from from hot rod who i guess was he in the TV show or was he just added for the movie? I don't re- I don't recall him being in season 1. He may have just been an addition. The, he may be the I mean he obviously be, Rodimus Prime obviously became the new one. I don't recall if Hot Rod was a thing in season 1 before then. He might have just been an addition for the movie. Obviously like you say the the whole point of him was to become um you know the leader of the new toy in season 2. But I don't I don't recall no. Okay, so then the only character that really felt like they had any, you know, any, I don't know, any... Agency? Name value, I guess, is like Starscream, who who even then, you know, it was like he had like three scenes. And he, well, but, and that was a big thing too, that he died, because he was a fixture in the shows as always being the one that was the, um, you know, the gal, the, the Megatron descent right he was always the one who just like he did in the movie he was always thinking he should be in charge you know and that sort of thing in fact there were always episodes where he was a major player just because of his stupidness um but uh yeah him being disintegrated was somewhat of a thing as well yeah that can happen pretty early on i felt like yeah well gotta i guess you gotta make sure you know who's boss when you're talking with galvatron <laughs> so but then like who who like it's weird that they would like kill him off, but then, so they killed off Megatron and Starscream, and then they only really brought in Galvatron. I would think they would want to introduce like a bunch of like named people to try and sell more toys. They definitely, as far as the uh, the bad guys, the Decepticons, you know, Galvatron was the new one, and his toys, you know, his crew or whatever that came along with him, but they didn't really have a part, right? Like you say, they just became background transformers to also shoot at guys, you know, and right. stuff. Um, but, and then, again, that's why we couldn't even remember their, num- their name. But uh, they, uh, I'm sure they had toys out for them and stuff. But, yeah, you're right. The focus was, uh, as far as the bad guys go, the focus was on uh, Galvatron only, really, um, from that standpoint. So they did not introduce a lot there, even though they killed off quite a few. I guess, you know, if you think about it, I, I, um, the Autobots really had Rodimus Prime as a new one. They did. I can't remember. Robert Stack is Ultra Magnus. Uh, of course, he, you know, you recognize that actor. Um, I do. Yeah. From all kinds. Of, well, he was in, uh, I mean, he, he he's kind of become a character caricature of himself. 
Uh, he was, of course, an airplane. Um, and uh, wait, that's right. We have to make you watch Airplane yet. Um, now I'm distracted. He was the uh, Believe It or Not guy. Or no, he was not Believe It or Not. He was Unsolved Mysteries. Uh, was a show that we watched a ton as a kid. Uh, that was like a... Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that there are so many seasons of that. I guess maybe you won't recognize him. I thought, <laughs> I thought that he was more of a thing, but now looking through his list, I'm not overly impressed. Um, yeah, but, so so he was somewhat of a big get at the time because a lot of the uh, adults knew him, you know, and stuff. Uh, but I can't remember if his character, if... Um, um, Ultra Magnus. I feel like there were toys out of him. Like he was a thing before the movie, but I could be wrong on that. Okay. Um, oh yeah, of course he was in, but, <laughs> but, but ugly. <laughs> I saw, I saw that image, the still of the, tra- the trailer and I was like, what is this? Um, wow. That yeah, that's so weird. Um, it's just, it's surprising to me that they would make like a whole movie to just sell new toys and then they wouldn't introduce all that many new toys. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, so I, yeah, I'm going through the list here. I mean, prowl was one that was around a lot. Um, the, um, the big ones, the, like the devastator that turned into a giant robot, you know, there was a oh. few little ones. Um, I had a, a couple of those guys cause you had to buy them all separate. Oh, um, microtransactions. Yeah, of course <laughs> they knew how to play you. Um, of course, they transformed into robots on their and little uh, equipment. But then the the uh, Autobot version of that was the um, the Dinobots. Oh know, yes, with the Grimlock. <laughs> meet meet Grimlock. Yeah, uh, those... Grimlock went to story. <laughs> but they were uh, uh, those were a thing in the cartoons. I remember before. So I don't. The, there was a good focus on those. But yeah, I, I am curious as well that they did not. We talk about it being a big commercial, and it was, but it wasn't. Uh, I don't remember which ones were new and which ones weren't. I guess that'd be an interesting thing to go back and look into. But. So the Dinobots were in the TV show prior to this. Yes, I remember the Dinobots being a thing. I remember the Devastator being a thing. Um, yeah, so all the ones that I I feel like, like I said, now I can't remember. Um, now that you're asking that Rodimus was one, wasn't in the show, I can't remember that. And like I said, I do know that RC wasn't in the show. Um, but um, I can't recall which ones were all. But I do remember Dinobots. I mean, those were fun. I had I had those toys. Um, I had the, the Stegosaurus one. He's the best. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> I like the pterodactyl one. I'm yeah, not lie. I think my weird. first. I think my first one was my first transformer. Talking about my father before me, I distinctly remember. I think it was Prowl, who was at the time like a, a sports car looking thing, oh, like right. a, like a, it had racing stripes on it, like it was a rally car. I think if I remember right, that was the first transformer I ever had. Uh, was 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 that one? Um, <laughs> you know what would be interesting. And I have no idea if any of this is true, but it it would be interesting if, that if like all the ones that were had already been introduced, like say the Dinobots, if the reason that they played such a big role in the movie is because they just didn't sell well, 
And so, like, they already had the toys, but they're like, we need to make people like them. So we let's have make... them, let's have them play a big role in the movie. We had the, that was that was the marketing plan. This one's got to be important, and this one, yeah, I, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised because the Dinobots are the ones that save Hot Rod and Cup. Well, yeah, when they're gonna get eaten by the Shark Bots or whatever. Well, they, you know, they're they're natural predators, so they they would work out great against Shark Bots, <laughs> Shark Decons, or whatever they're shark called. Decons, that's right. Yeah, that was weird. There, so there was. There's just like a planet <laughs> where there's just like a weird moot, like kangaroo court led yeah. by these two guys. And they dump him in with the sharks. And uh, for some reason, he needs a, a mean face if they're guilty and a happy face if they're not. Yeah. And even if it doesn't matter if they're guilty or not guilty, they still get eaten. <laughs> like, what is going on? I know that reminded me. We talked about, we talked about all the time with the, the just us one, but <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Um, so then it's also interesting to me that literally uh, every planet that isn't Earth has robots on it, sentient robots, every single one. They all, they, they were all robots. Yes, that is true. It's weird. Wouldn't that be interesting if, if, if there is life out there, but is it just robots? <laughs> Everything is a robot. Well, you got to think. I mean, obviously, that is the better thing than this carbon-based life form that we are, you know, <laughs> because you can easily repair a robot. Duh. Sure, unless you're cup and you're stranded and then you just kind of got to hope for the best. Oh, man. Yeah, this was... Um... This was so weird. <laughs> it really was. I mean, like, it, and at the time as a kid, it was epic. And, you know, you could see. So if you go back and watch the cartoons um, compared to this, they they definitely took more time on the animation. Because you can see that they, you know, they added some extra shading, some extra lines and stuff to the animation. It, it looks a little bit cleaner. Um, I think I heard they went back and redid that because they needed it to look better for a movie. Sure. You know, and stuff. Um, so they definitely made it more epic, more of a thing. And of course, as a kid, we're all excited that here's our thing right nowadays. There's, um, uh, we think of the, you know, the animated stuff, the Pixar movies come out and kids are probably pretty excited about those. But I think that, uh, at the time movies were, um, usually an adult thing. And then you had your, the kids would go for, you know, when the, when the parents needed the kids to go do something, right. But it was definitely, a, in my head, I feel like there is a bigger separation between a kid's movie and an adult movie at the time. So when something like this came out, it was kind of exciting. All us kids went to see it, and we all talked about it at school, you know, and stuff. But again, that's also one of those things that we are limited in our choices when it comes to entertainment. It was this, and it was our Saturday car cartoons, and that was it. Right? right. Maybe we had our VCRs going or something like that. But other than that, it was... Um, a little bit more targeted, a little bit more limited. Um, so going to see this movie was a big deal because it was our, um, you know, our little, our, our, what we see every week on the big screen, you know, just, just an exciting thing. I mean, like they said in their little, uh, tagline here, it said, uh, um, two years in the making an incredible adventure and a spectacular widescreen, you know, Oh, you know, <laughs> So this got a theatrical release then? Yeah. Yep. This was a uh, a theatrical release. It was a big deal, like I said, because we got out there and we got to see it. You know, so it was a thing. And then I think, if I remember right, as they did with this kind of thing, is eventually they broke it into multiple episodes. So like oh, okay. when you would see Transformers in syndication, every once in a while you'd get 
it'd be in a, the movie if uh, for a few episodes in a row kind of thing. But uh, mm, okay, and that's, that's why you when you look at the movie, you can definitely tell that it is um, written and managed by TV people because there are definite commercial breaks. Yeah, it's you know, very episodic. See, yeah, <laughs> you would definitely see where you could break that off and and that sort of thing. So it's definitely a um, TV people made a movie out of their TV show. You know. But again, that was the purpose of it to get that out there. And you knew you had a captive audience and, you know, I think it, uh, a lot of people talk about this movie just from that standpoint. I mean, the music alone, you know, when, when, um, Optimus goes, comes flying up and you know, he's dead because he says, well, this has to end one way or another. <laughs> and then yeah. he comes rolling up and he leaps up and he's shooting Decepticons right and left. I mean, it's amazing, you know. But, uh. Yeah, it was it was certainly that. Um, yeah, that that was um, the the it was it felt very uh, and maybe this is just because it's an eighties movies an eighties movie, but it very much reminded me of Rocky Four. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that because the guy who did the music for this did the music for Rocky Four. Oh 4. no way! <laughs> and. There's actually a thing where, uh, uh, and it's in the trivia somewhere. I think it's Galvatron's theme is actually uh, has hints of Drago's theme in it, like like you read some stuff. But yeah, it's it, it is kind of funny that uh, you mentioned that because it is the same guy, but it has that same theme, that beat in the background, you know. And yeah. Stuff, but uh, well, and you know what's interesting about that is that uh, Megatron, or I guess Galvatron and Drago, they're their storylines at the end are kind of similar, right? They're Pretty the bad close, guys. Yes. But then in the end, you know, Galvatron sort of kind of tries to rebel against Unicron. He's like, no, I take orders from nobody. And Drago, you know, tries to choke out his trainer. <laughs> it works out just right. So, you know, funny uh, that you we mentioned Rocky. I was at the gym the other day, and Creed 2 just happened to be on, on the TV. Excellent. And that's the one with uh, with Drago and his son. That's right. We just recently watched that because we saw that Creed 3 was going to be on Prime, and then we realized you had to pay for it. So we're, we're waiting for it to be free. But <laughs> I want to see that one. But yeah. I heard it was okay. <laughs> well, of course it is. It's the third. They're making a um, an anime out of it, though. Like an actual, and it's being developed by uh, some anime production company that made a, like a boxing anime that I guess hmm. is pretty good. So. That's pretty interesting. It'd be interesting. Yeah. And I guess, I guess Michael B. Jordan is really big into anime and some of like the, the shots are like direct recreations from things for, like, like Dragon Ball. I don't know. Is he got some kind of producing credit on it too? Huh? I I would assume so. I don't know, but it'd be interesting to see. Yeah. Um, What else was I just going to say? I mean, oh. we could go back to the epic fist fight between two giant robots. <laughs> the, the, uh, obviously the action was a whole different, a whole lot different here than the way it was shot in the Michael Bay movies. But. <laughs> yes. But I will say I have sort of talked a little bit of trash on the Michael Bay transformers movies. The first one I will admit is pretty okay. You know, I'm not going to say it's good. It is what it is. But like I say, I mean, it's got a special place just for me. Because you seeing that on the seeing that live, you know, obviously it's not. It's 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 yeah, just a big cartoon because they're all computer <laughs> animated. But um, just seeing that in a live action, like it almost could be kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, fun. yeah. It was super cool. And then obviously, 
Transformers 2. I didn't watch Transformers 3 because I forgot. <laughs> but the second one was just horrible all around, frankly. It, <laughs> there was only one good part in the whole movie, and it's when... Um, is this in the second one or the first one? I think it's the second one because Optimus dies in it um, before he gets brought back to life, of course. Of course. But um, it's when they're in the woods... And Optimus is fighting off all of the Decepticons. Yeah, that scene is so cool. <laughs> you go back and rewatch it. Oh, it was. I it do was feel really like, good. and the, you know, that was part of the reason I mentioned we should probably watch this cartoon because I saw the trailer for the uh, was it Rise of the Beasts or whatever the new one that's coming out, and I we just saw so. that trailer when we went to the theater today. Um, but of course, one of the big bads in it is uh, Unicron. Oh, he is? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know and that. It's in the trailer, so I don't feel like I'm spoiling anything. But, uh, yeah, so that's that was part of the reason I wanted to bring this one up. But, well, there you go. You see him, oh. see him in the in the poster coming yeah. down. Yeah, there he is. He does look – does, that looks a lot cooler. <laughs> I will say – Well, it would be uh, tough not to. <laughs> I haven't seen um, – is that Bumblebee? God, he looks kind of stupid right there. Well, he's in full war mode flying. It's a good scene in the trailer. I'm sure it is. Uh, <laughs> oh, is that RC? Yeah. Um, oh. Bringing back all the ones. God, why does he look like that? <laughs> why is he like a weird off-road dune buggy? Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So I haven't seen... Um, I didn't see this one, The Last Night, and I haven't seen the Bumblebee movie either. So I'm a little behind. You've never my... seen it or you just haven't rewatched it? I haven't seen it. Oh, see, the Bumblebee movie is pretty good. That I mean, that one kind of reinvigorated because like you say, the, the last couple, um, the Mark Brockheimer, ones. Michael Bay ones, were getting a little long in the tooth in the way they're doing, you know, the way it was going. But I thought the Bumblebee one kind of reinvigorated. And part of it was because it was set in the, I think it was the 90s, you know, or oh, something really? like that too. So that kind of makes it kind of fun too. It's a whole different thing. So, um, and and yeah, I think this. Uh, okay, eighty-seven. Yeah. Like. Oh, Haley Steinfeld. I like her. She's pretty cool. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm surprised John Cena is in it. Yet. Well, yeah. Well, so yeah, I didn't like. Um, well, like I said, I mean, I never particularly cared for the Transformers yeah. originally. Well, and you don't have, but... and that's the thing. I mean, we we try to. Uh, it's it's our thing, right? Because it was something that I grew up with. You know, Lucas um, grew up with. We were super excited when they did it, but it does that bit of it doesn't work for you guys as much. You know, because you didn't even. Have, I mean, they, they tried to reboot it every few years. It seemed like there was a new Transformers cartoon out there, and it was one where back in the day when I used to always have DVDs hanging around for you guys. I, whatever the latest Transformers one, I would have a, a you know a DVD hanging around that we could put in the, in the uh, in the TV in the car, but um, you guys never seemed to latch onto it as much as we did. You know, it just was a, a thing of the time, I guess. And then that that uh, kind of brought in here. Now, obviously, these movies must be doing something if they are um, continuing to make them because they got to be expensive to make. <laughs> I would imagine. Yeah, I don't. I don't recognize anybody who's going to be in this new one except for Peter Dinklage, Michelle Yeoh. Oh, oh, that's yeah. right. You haven't watched everything everywhere all at once yet. Yeah. But she's in, uh, which one is, is she in? She's in Shang-Chi. Yes. And, and she's she in, in, uh, in Daredevil, Wars? right? She is, isn't she, um, or is it, uh, I think uh, if I remember it, isn't she, oh, 
no. Oh, she's in that. Guardians too. That's weird. Yeah, she's just a. Uh, she's one of the uh, side uh, r- ravagers that show up. Oh, okay. Like along with, uh, um, Stallone and stuff. But right. Um, man, I thought she was in some some else I had seen. In my head, I thought she was in two different Marvel properties, but now I could be wrong on that one. Well, yeah, Guardians Galaxy two and. Um, Shang-Chi. So. Oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um, I didn't realize uh, that that Pete Davidson was in this, though, so I will probably <laughs> I will probably not be watching it. He irritates me. Well, he's just a voice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like his style of comedy. It's not very funny to me, but... Oh, Ron Perlman's the, the gorilla? Never oh, mind, yeah. I'm in. <laughs> okay. Well, now you're... <laughs> Well, you thought you were out, and they pull you back in. Yeah. But... Well, when Ron Perlman voices a gorilla, you, you gotta pay attention. <laughs> Wait, he's, wasn't he the voice of Gorilla Grodd, too? No, that's uh, um, the other guy, Clancy Brown. I oh. I think there was the voice of Gorilla Grodd. In, in the Flash yeah. series? Um, well, he was in the... Maybe I could be wrong on that one. But... Let's see. Uh, this just ended, didn't it? I don't know. I lost the last few seasons of that one. Um, gorilla vocal effects. That's, uh, oh, they, I guess they probably just call him Grodd in this, don't yeah, they? Yeah, he he's a character. He has a name, but they're not saying. <laughs> so yeah, maybe. It, oh, there he is David no, David Sobolo. I think. I okay, think Clancy, Clancy Brown, Brown is, is the uh, the guy, the military guy that is. Uh, oh uh, oh, Wade Eiling. Yes. Okay. Yeah. What else is he gonna? That's right. He's gonna oh, be he's in, been in Penguin. A ton of things. Yep. He's gonna be um. I think Sal Maroney in the new Penguin series, which I'm so excited for. Excellent. Oh, he was in an episode of Tales of the Jedi. Yeah, I was looking through his his the other day when I heard he was going to be on Penguin. He's got so much stuff. Well, and he's uh, Mr. Krabs, so of course he's yeah ubiquitous. 322 acting credits. Yeah, that dude, I've heard him on interviews. He's a nice guy. Um but he has been in everything. He's yeah. done everything too. I mean, you think of Shawshank to be in the voice of SpongeBob or of uh, Mr. Krabs. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just it's crazy. But. Quite a wide range. He, yeah, he has such a distinctive voice. Mm-hmm. Oh, he hasn't won any fun awards. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I guess I could see if he got nominated. That counts for something too. Has he been in a Transformer though? Um. Well, I don't. Oh, oh no. Yeah, no, not, nothing exciting as far as awards go. That's unfortunate. He's got such a cool voice. Well, so what's our rating on this one? It's not, uh, uh, what do we got? Uh, could be better, trash, or okay? Um, you know, I'm not going to say trash because it did. I was, I was, <laughs> I, t- I wanted to see what happened. You know, it, the movie was only like, um, how how long was it actually? Like an hour and I think we said hour twenty four. Is that what it was? It was definitely. Um... Uh, let's see here. Yeah, an yeah, hour, hour twenty four. We were like an hour and ten minutes in, and we hadn't even got to the final battle with Unicron. So I was like, "How are we gonna do this? We're gonna wrap this thing up?" I was like, "How are we? Like, we got a lot of uh, not a lot of time left to end well, up the big all, bad they, guy." They had the Matrix. That's all they needed. So. <laughs> Which was in Transformers too. I didn't realize that. Yeah, because so it was the big you... box or whatever they were passing around. Well, that was the All Spark. Oh, Transformers that's the All Spark. Yeah. In Transformers two, it was that weird like squiggly dagger thing. That's right. I knew. 
knew there. I remember when it came out. It's like that's not the Matrix. <laughs> yeah, it looks completely different. It doesn't have Keanu Reeves, and it definitely doesn't fit in Optimus's chest very well. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm gonna say could be better because for I was I was like, what is gonna? How are we gonna do this? Um, and it was moderately entertaining, apart from how wild it was. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna end with it could be better. Well, there you go. <laughs> But yeah, um, any final thoughts? I don't think so. Um, I don't think we're going to do the G.I. Joe movie, but we'll see. <laughs> well, aren't they doing a... Um, they are doing a Snake Eyes movie, aren't they? Another one? I thought so. Because uh, they, they, um, had, they had the Snake Eyes movie out once, right? I don't think it... Uh, um, maybe this is the one. <laughs> maybe I, it came out two years ago and I didn't know. 2021. Yeah, that was... Uh, I thought I had seen that, but I guess not. Maybe yeah. This this is probably oh is this is this it? No. G.I. Joe. Yeah, maybe that was it, and I just I, I had passingly seen it three years ago and hadn't paid any mind. I do have to say, you know, with these movies, with the G.I. Joe cartoon, it's tough to um, I it's tough to look at it um, independent of you know me growing up watching the cartoons, right? Because it's such a big thing. Mm. Um, just the connection to that and everything—it's definitely a big thing. So, yeah, I I do remember when these came out; they were fun, but I was also a child, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure they were really bad. Um, but yeah, I suppose uh, man, a lot of wrestlers in here. We got John Cena. We got that guy who's shirtless. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess <laughs> that's, that's more than enough. I heard this quote. The other day, normally you say we've uh, we've beat it down enough. <laughs> there was a guy who was like, "I don't want to beat a dead horse, but sometimes a dead horse needs a good smacking." <laughs> well, there you and go. I thought that was really funny. Yeah, I've never um, heard it extended out like that. <laughs> sometimes a dead horse needs a good smacking. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, I suppose with that, we will uh, catch you next week. Sounds good.